0: Hello, I'm Amber Athey, Washington editor of The Spectator, and I'm here to tell you about our fantastic new election offer. Go to spectator.us slash election offer and subscribe to get three months free access to The Spectator US website and our new app available on the Apple and Google Play stores. Make sure you're getting the very best coverage and commentary in the run-up to November 3rd. Find out more at spectator.us slash electionoffer.
1: Hello and welcome to the Americano podcast. This is an election year. Will Donald Trump be reelected? What is going on with the Democrats? And has America gone even more crazy? We'll be discussing all of these things and more, more than once a week, because we don't feel you have enough Americano in your life. I'm joined today by Kate Andrews, who is economics correspondent at The Spectator, here at The Spectator. Uh, I have a guest in the office for once, which is very nice. And we're going to be asking, would a Biden administration hurt Brexit? Now, Kate, we're talking about this because Nancy Pelosi has, in her rather typically impolitic way, I'd say, said that uh, there is no chance of a US-UK trade deal. Which suggests that if the Democrats win in November, life might get a lot more difficult for Brexit Britain. Not that it's been particularly easy so far, anyway.
0: As you say, Freddie, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi is threatening to take the UK-US potential trade deal off the table. She's saying the UK will not get a free trade deal with USA under a specific circumstance. And that is if the UK reneges on certain parts of the withdrawal agreement with the European Union. Now, why does the United States care about the UK negotiating with the European Union around Brexit? Well, Nancy Pelosi and others in the Democratic Party are claiming that if the UK reneges on the bits that it wants to around the withdrawal deal that it would undermine the Good Friday Agreement which famously brought peace to Northern Ireland and they're saying that they cannot be involved in any move that would disrupt that peace so if you disrupt the peace, no trade deal for you. Unsurprisingly the UK government says that's not what they're doing, that this internal markets bill would ensure free-flowing goods between the four corners of the United Kingdom but interestingly they admit they can see that they are breaking international law by changing parts of the withdrawal deal or nagging parts of the withdrawal deal. So you could easily see come November slash January next year, if Biden is inaugurated in, in the Oval Office, a real standoff actually between the US and the UK over Brexit.
1: Well, and of course, the great contrast here would be with the Trump administration. And I'd say what I think is quite interesting is the Trump administration in terms of the rhetoric has been very accommodating towards Brexit. But actually, we haven't Britain hasn't really got anywhere substantial. Whereas there are some people in Westminster who think that while Biden would be rhetorically much less pleasant about Brexit, there are chances of reaching some sort of diplomatic accommodation.
0: Yes, our colleague James Forsyth revealed in one of his politics columns that in Whitehall, they're quietly hopeful that Joe Biden will get into office because they want that US-UK free trade deal. And the thought behind that is that Biden will see free trade, globalisation, reaching back out to the world, not launching trade wars, but launching trade deals is the antithesis to what Donald Trump did. So all as a reaction against Donald Trump, he might be more willing to negotiate into a free trade deal. So that's the thinking there. As you say, Freddie, Trump's rhetoric has been really positive about a free trade deal, but the actions haven't followed through. Now, of course, the UK still isn't in a position where it can meaningfully meaningfully negotiate this. They can have chats with other countries, but they can't implement anything yet. So, you know, we're still at the, at the early stages. You wouldn't expect to see a free trade deal yet. But a lot of people think actually Joe Biden would be the one to look out for for it to actually get this deal.
1: And one of the ideas that is circulating around Westminster is that a Biden administration would rejoin the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which is now called the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership, it's mouthful. which Trump famously ducked out of, pulled out of really, and that then Britain could come in on that deal as well. And that's a, a geographically quite a peculiar idea, but in theory, it could work. In
0: theory, it could work and it could be a huge multilateral free trade agreement if both the U.S. and the U.K. came into it. A few snags there, though. The U.S. doesn't have much longer to make good on on its invitation without renegotiating. So Joe Biden might have to renegotiate before the U.S. were to enter back in. No evidence yet whatsoever that the U.K. would be shunned by any means. So far, we've seen the opposite. One does have to wonder, however, now that they have conceded that they are breaking international National law by making these changes to the withdrawal deal that Boris Johnson negotiated himself last year. This isn't a former prime minister tying his hands, he's reneging on his own deal. One does have to wonder to what extent other countries might look slightly suspiciously at the UK when it comes to negotiating deals in the future. Are you going to cherry pick? Or are you going to respect what we negotiate together? You could say the EU is a very specific circumstance. Relationships there for a long time now have been frosty. This has been made very difficult by the EU as well. But still, Still, it's not a great look to be yes. breaking international law.
1: And uh, my sense is that uh, the British political class are more comfortable talking to the American political class than they are, even on the Brexit side, largely, than they are talking to the, frankly, quite wild characters they often have to deal with, with the Trump administration. Hmm. And that that is why Trump's apparently open and accommodating offers have not been uh have not britain has not succeeded in getting anywhere with them because i think it's on our side i think it's on the british side that we haven't really been able to cope with Trumpism. It's just a bit too weird and unnerving for a lot of politicians here.
0: Well, Trumpism has been an easy out for a lot of people to say we just don't want a free trade deal with the US because we don't like Donald Trump and we don't like being walked over by Trump and we don't want to risk it. If Joe Biden were to come into the Oval Office, we'd have to have this more nuanced public policy conversations around, well, what standards are we going to have for chicken? What standards are we going to have for the labour force and this and that? And and actually, I think a lot of the fear mongering might subside because you could No longer say, well, it would be Trump's trade deal. You know, Biden's trade deal doesn't have the exact same fear mongering ringtone to it. But, you know, nobody's (laughs) going to care
1: about chlorinated chicken. under Joe, Joe Biden. Biden is, is president.
0: I suspect a lot of them still will, but it's going to perhaps be a more uphill battle because not all the evidence is on their side and you can't just say, well, it's Donald Trump anymore. But there is a lot to negotiate there. I mean, the US is very much seen as that gold standard free trade deal. And I think anyone who claims you could get one overnight was seriously misleading on that front. So, you know, it, it would take a while for the UK and the US, even under, under the best circumstances to get a free trade deal. But I think a lot of people would have liked to see As you say, Freddie, just more conversations, more happening, more positive noises about it, so that when the UK is in a strong position, hopefully soon to start negotiating, it can do.
1: And let's talk about the Democrats and Ireland, because historically, uh, it's fair to say there's been a a sort of strong Irish lobbying contingent in America because Mm -hmm. of the historically large Irish Catholic population. And that that America has often sort of identified with Ireland more than it has Britain, despite the historic special relationship between America and Britain. Has that changed? Has that diminished in the last few years, do you think? Or do Americans still identify with Ireland as a sort of plucky underdog who like them? wants to throw off the shackles of the british oppressor
0: freddie i have no doubt that you'll find allegiances on both sides but i think if we look to ireland uh, what's very interesting is that ireland thought that its big moment in the whole brexit process was going to be in the negotiation of that withdrawal deal they thought that they'd have to negotiate their own preferences then because once you got to the larger conversations with 20 something countries they weren't going to be at the top of the list anymore
1: Kate, thank you very much
0: thanks freddie